sit on my face. You heard it. I'm sipping cognac. Welcome to Ain't Nothing New Under the Sun. My name is Darius. I am George. And, and I'm today Justin. we have a. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Let's keep rolling with it. Today we have a special guest. Today his name is Justin. Uh, Justin, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into the episode itself. Um, Southern California boy, um, been raised here my whole life, um, I do music, I do graphic design, um, I run my own little podcast with my friend AJ, it's called, uh, The Nomad Podcast, and, uh, pretty much do it all, Darius, yeah, so, uh, and, uh, and I've known you guys for some, uh, good amount of time now, and I'm excited to have this little talk with you. Right, how much talent came out of Rancho Cucamonga? Three people, four people, not three and a half. Someone. Three good. and a half. Three and a half. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. We uh, we've known Justin for a long time. Well, I personally known him for most of my life. Uh, smart kid knows a lot about the music, hip hop. He uh, does a lot of beats himself. That was actually original by him earlier. We did a little collab like ten years ago. So he's come a long way. Definitely. But, uh, to, oh yeah, George. Uh, tell them about your uh, how. To, actually, Justin, tell them how to find you on social media, and then uh, George, you next. Oh yeah, you guys could find me um, on Instagram and uh, Twitter at the Jcot T H E J C O T T, and I'll be I post like some of uh, the beats I make sometimes, a lot of my graphic art, and my website's all up there. So, yeah. Uh, I'm logically GQ on IG and logically underscore GQ and not underscore Joe Taco on Twitter. All right. And then uh, on Twitter, I am pseudo underscore quasi underscore uh, learn how to spell yourself. And then I'm uh, long underscore loss underscore Castro. I know I don't look like one, but uh, that on Instagram. Um, but yeah. Go throw money and ask him to do work for you. Justin will do some great work. He's done some work for us in the past, too. So uh, today we're just going to be talking about on the episode um, hip hop, the dark arts in the music industry, especially hip hop, because hip hop became the most mainstream kind of music lately and the easiest to kind of funnel the dark image in as well and do their own bidding. So, uh, George, you want to start this off? Um Give a little history, talk to Justin, ask him a little questions, and we'll kind of go from there. Okay, uh, so we're going to kind of go into uh, Marina Abramic, and pretty much we're going to talk about more of, like, drug use and pushing that drug use in the music industry also. So as far as uh, Marina Abramic, she's 73 years old, Serbian, who doesn't look 73, by the way. I was about to be like, these Serbians, yeah. man, they don't age. These, I know. These or, or she could age. be a rich or a witch, to be honest. Well, and All well, Serbian women are witches, so. Yeah, I think that's a fact. So her works explores body art, endurance art, and feminist art, and the relationship between, between performer and audience and the limits of the body and the possibilities of the mind. And the she's been nation of the souls. Yeah, essentially, she's also been active for four decades, so forty years, and not including like uh, just the music industry. She's been in the art industry also. Uh, she pioneered her new notion of identify 
identity by bringing in the participation of observers, focusing on confronting pain, blood, and physical limits of the body. All right. So what does that mean to us? So this lady essentially knows all the elites, right? So she knows everyone from Epstein, Bill Gates, Obama's. She knows um, Jay-Z, Beyonce. She knows a lot of people in the music industry. So like definitely we can kind of get into the art if we wanted to. But realistically, let's kind of talk about her influences um, on Jay-Z and the music industry because she believes that the limits of pain and it. If you look into like Luciferianism, Satanism, like pain and, you know, using suffering for bliss, um, stronger the emotion, stronger the return, it's really important to them. So obviously her bringing things to light is also good for Satanism and Luciferianism because good karma comes from doing evil acts, but letting people know. So going into Jay-Z, she... In July 2013, Jay-Z showcased Abramovic's inspired piece at a Pace Gallery in New York City. And do you know the song Picasso, Baby? Uh, Justin? I don't. I, uh, it was on I his thought... uh, like album with uh, like the Holy Grail. Oh, okay, okay. It was he like, perfor- a, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, a lot of Illuminati type of shit also in yeah. that. And uh, he performed a... Re- like a part of that song uh for six hours oh i saw that that's yeah that's kind of that's kind of off yeah exactly so which kind of implements the six also so going into uh as going into that whole entire thing of like her being in like influence in industry as far as pop culture she worked with lady gaga also and like you can say this whole entire like devil worshiping thing has been planted in the music industry since the 60s i would say and you're kind of seeing it more and more out today i feel so she was like the front runner to kind of like plant the seed on all this in that rap industry or that pop pop urban industry more so yeah like definitely the like damaging of the family values as far as drug use as far as well i wouldn't say her personally into that but obviously she kind of helped solidify these people into the actual like luciferianism um again some of the people you know going into pop culture there are people that they don't know that they're pawns of you know expressing and teaching these ideals they're just singing songs they're just you really think these people write all their own music uh did you know that you don't have to actually write a whole song to be a co-writer you can change one line and be signed off and you could be technically a co-writer or you the writer madonna did that a lot a couple of her songs weren't even her songs people would sell her songs like a lot of times like people like uh, Prince would write music for people. Then people would change two lines in it, and then technically it'd be their song oh. that wrote for them. But then it's theirs. They co-wrote it, even though they yeah, it. yeah. Wow. What, yeah, Madonna was also into that devil Illuminati stuff. I think she worked with Marina, and she would go to her uh, spirit cooking parties also. I heard, so, spirit- like, I, I heard someone heard that she like uh, she's a succubus and she like preys on young black men. Because yes, recently she was child dating, blood. 
<laughs> dude, uh, she was dating like a 23-year-old. They're so- caught like seen half-naked with a 23-year-old. It's like a young black guy. Dude, like, he, she's um, hideous, like without makeup. Like, like why? I would have back that. in the day. Back in the day, okay, maybe 10, 15 years ago when she was popping. For Thirty sure. years ago, my man. Like, <laughs> well, you're Tupac, getting old, dude. Tupac, Tupac fucked her, apparently. Didn't yeah, he? well, she fucked Dennis. I was Rosen like, too. what, fifteen? Oh no, that was like twenty years ago. Now like she's all about the young, years, like, man. like kind of going into the young black men. Like, she likes that energy. Would like, you fuck? Would you fuck Madonna for stardom? Yeah, for stardom, dude. Right. I yeah. Fuck, yeah. Well, it's <laughs> Way less. Language, but I would make sweet love to Oprah just for the story. So, you know, sure. whatever. She I'd also goes to Oprah. Marina Abramovic's parties. <laughs> A lot of these people are connected. Um, so let's kind of go back. Let's give a little history because you kind of jumped into this lady who spans across decades. Um, so obviously music has been used to promote and uh, pretty much, you know, subconsciously put in the minds of people uh, a lot of information because obviously it's catchy. People you know, look at the kids nowadays and the kids back in the days, even us when we were kids. We were singing songs that we didn't know anything about. We just thought they were cool and other people did it. So why would you like a lot of people hear things, say things, repeat things, but they don't know what it really means. And honestly, like, that's good. They want that's how they kind of spread messages. You make it catchy, good, the rhythm. Yeah. Back in the day, they said that, you know, Ozzy said, if you played his music or uh, Stairway to Heaven backwards, it's, it's oh, the devil, yeah. Zone, you know? Like I'm a little Nicky. Po- yeah, right. Chicago. Blood of the Innocent. So the thing is, um, that's not actually how it's done, though. It's not playing backwards. Because uh, they even did that with a Britney Spears song, I remember. Mm. Uh, but that was a sexual thing. It was something about like doing her like in her or something. And she, if you play it backwards, it for how much song it is, uh, it's literally her saying like. I think that there's like a whole website dedicated to these types of songs. Yeah. I remember oh, yeah. seeing it in, like junior high or some shit. But oh, yeah. subliminal messages aren't playing it backwards. It's putting something in there that you don't pick up. Um, so actually, one of the first movies to put in like like very effective subliminal messages and kind of bring it to the public's light was the exorcist the exorcist um they had imprinted images and noises that you your brain picks up but your eyes and ears don't so like you might see a flash or like something that you're like what was that and then later on it's imprinted so if you close your eyes to go to bed you see that image um Wow. Or you hear that later on. That's, that's why, why like, didn't a lot of people like have like issues with that movie because of that. I remember like yeah. psychological issues. And back yeah. in the day, it was legal to put subliminal messages in things like Coca Cola had it. Uh, so to think that the music industry wouldn't do this when they're obviously doing it, and they're most likely doing it through frequencies, uh, mm-hmm. hidden noises that you can't pick up by the ear. You know, there's. A, a sound and light spectrum beyond what we can, you know, see and hear. There's actually more to it. So, the subconscious picks things up that your actual conscious self doesn't. Mm. Yeah, going into the frequencies, you can like see a different change in the frequencies from the 50s to the 60s to the 70s to the 80s to the 90s to to early 2000s to now. Mm. 
kind of like in those were used as subliminal messages essentially also and to change people's like perception almost on reality or change their like vision about how they see different things or how they feel like you have a whole entire kind of like for right now you have that depression type thing or mm-hmm. you have Billie Eilish and you have R.I.P. Juice World who well, like essentially killed himself on opioids also you know Billie Eilish was pretty upfront about her if you watch her music videos it's pretty it's it's pretty much showing the light that she's a Satanist um she's but just we were speaking she is uh we were speaking the other day about um like hip-hop and how it's been around so long and whatnot like why do you think hip-hop has been around so long like it is if you think about like rock's been around but rock has changed dramatically and it's not it doesn't have the power it does today like why do you think hip-hop's been around for so long i think it's just because it's such a big counterculture source i mean that's why i listen to it because i i've never i mean Obviously, I live in the suburbs and shit, and I have a pretty cushy life. But I've always been interested in the like the counterculture, the shit that goes against the grain. The you know the stories we don't usually live every day, the topics we don't usually talk talk about. And it's kind of like I feel like it's been around so long because it's that thing all the lost kids or all the like kind of rebellious at heart kids just bump, you know, just to like escape the modern world. Well, that goes into what we were talking about, how the biggest market of rap isn't the black youth, it's the white youth, it's the suburb youth, actually, not even like white or black, it's it's the suburb kids, it's the kids that are not even in the city. Like, obviously, the kids in the city are listening to it, but where they really make the buku money in the concerts, the traveling concerts, like, you know, that's that's the suburbs, they the you know the people that used to listen to grunge 30 years ago was grunge in the suburbs now it's the hip hop in the suburbs so yeah. obviously you know they're using a platform to spread um either just money an image a lifestyle or you know more you know luciferian ideals uh, subconsciously to people and honestly the biggest consumers well, the second, well, the first biggest consumers are females, especially white suburb females. But the second are just suburb people, like our age group. So um, the generation before and after us, that's actually the biggest consumers. So the millennials and the generation behind us, we're actually the biggest consumers. We have the, we're the biggest generation and we spend the most amount of money on frivolous things. Mm. So going back into like hip hop essentially being hijacked, hip-hop actually stands for high infinite power healing our people so i feel definitely hip-hop was kind of created to bring people together like essentially it was new york like the bronx that was it was created there was block parties everyone was trying to like vibing with each other they had underground parties then you have you kind of saw money getting going into it and then the powerful people hypnosis people kind of really got into it and completely hijacked it to where you had mumble rap so like there's like a theory that like mumble rap is pretty much part of the plan as far as taking the power healing out of hip-hop could it be in tongues i don't know because the thing yeah yeah i feel like uh the thing about these SoundCloud rappers that's kind of counterintuitive with that is that, like, a lot of these SoundCloud rappers get away from, like, 
the big label industries. Like, there's so many organic rap, like all these SoundCloud rappers. All you need is a mic and a computer, and you can literally sell. I know, obviously, there's more to it in the music well, industry, but it kind you of you can sell your albums obviously off SoundCloud, but do you make that much money? Like, oh. if they were offered a huge check, and there are a few of these SoundCloud rappers have made it, um, and some have actually talked about coming forward and being fucking. You know, even Juicy World talked about Satanism and selling his... Or Juice World, sorry. That's how white I am. No, no. Yeah, yeah, right? Sorry. No, Juice World, I've... You know, before he died, he actually spoke about some of this. So, like, obviously, the SoundCloud rappers have are more than willing to sell themselves. Like, sell, you know, in a sense, sell their soul. Now, is that in a literal sense, or is that just being a sellout? You know, because selling your soul to the music industry is that being you know the soul of where your music comes from and who you are or is that the soul of who you or is it your real soul like how what are they what extent are they selling because at the end of the day most of these people to make it have to sell something sell out or sell their souls sure. and most people would like honestly like if cnn called me and said hey would you like to lie on the news for 20 million dollars a year but you have to be on the news six days a week and lie. I say I would say yes, I would. I have integrity, <laughs> but that's a lot of money. And, and what a, I would do, it's a job. <laughs> yeah, and what you do is you do it for like ten years. You know, retire with a hundred mil in the bank. Well, I would have gold. That's just me. Um, and then you write a tell-all. How is all bullshit? That's what I would do, personally. But that's just, you know. Well, like they would, would you even go into them selling their bodies, essentially? Also, well, they are selling an image of themselves and their bodies in a way as well. I mean, going into like even like I mean, the sex type thing. There were these tribes that went, like the uh, Westerners went to these tribes and like would take pictures. They didn't want pictures because they felt if you take a picture and an image of something, you're trapping them in that image and you're you're trapping their soul. And every time you take a picture, you you trap part of yourself, right? And so, and that's that's a tribe with, that didn't believe in this, right? So now, that's if you think that pictures. has any le- any legitimate base, well, this is sucking my soul, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, but if you you not even believe in that itself, but then you are selling an image, a copy of yourself, a part of your personality at every time that you record yourself. So. Yeah, I mean, and I saw a lot of, like, I forgot, I saw an interview with someone, how they, uh, he, he pretty much, like, when he writes, oh, fuck, who was it? It was some rapper, I just read it today, he pretty much, like, um, I don't know, I don't know if it falls in line, but he pretty much said he, like, leaves his body and who he is as a person to, like, write some of the shit he writes. He channels something, that's called astral projection. That means you you project yourself outside of yourself. Um, you leave your body. That's what happens wish, when you do DMT. Yeah. I wish I wish I remember who it was because it was someone that like wrote a lot of out of the pocket shit, and you're just like, wow, that's you wouldn't expect them to write, you know. Kendrick Lamar said something about that too. It might have been Kendrick. I saw it recently. I'm pissed. I can't remember. Yeah. He's too auto tuned. I've heard him in person. He's not that great. Oh, Kendrick. Kendrick, he wasn't that great in person. Uh, Travis pretty... Scott was better. Uh, he, he did not put on the show. Uh, YG was way better, too. YG's fun. <laughs> YG just makes ratchet music, though. So it's easy to have fun with that. 
Speaking I'm sorry. Of, I we like can go ratchet. into that too. Like, yeah. Like, huh? Uh, we can go into like that ratchet new move, ratchet movement. And okay, well let's let's too. let's pull it back a little bit, right? So you have all the way back to the Rat Pack, to Elvis, right? To all these bands, Led Zeppelin, they 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 were pushing an image. They were pushing this, like this young youth. We have pretty much lived forever. No families needed agenda, right? And that's why they thought it was breaking up the families. That's why they thought it was Luciferian, right? And then you get into hip hop. When hip hop first comes out, like you said, it was about bringing people together uh, and talking about the struggle, right? You listen to a hip hop song from 1988, 1989, early 90s, um, very different than the mid to late 90s, and especially the early 2000s, right? And what happened around the same time as this music changing, a few things happened. One, um, the Clintons, three-strike rule, right? So they wanted, and this is why they say it's deep state pushed and uh, Luciferian pushed, because you wanted to not only now break up the family, but you want to promote crime that's petty enough to get you put away for a long time. Like, uh. That will be each strike right and that's what every rap song in from the mid 90s uh, essentially anyone from death row they promote their music promoted which again that he himself kind of he took the reins where jay-z wouldn't be who he is today because of like his status right so mm. you had suge knight take the reins and say no i can take control of this music a black man will can take control of the black music and run it how we want to run it, right? So they took it from the music execs by force. Like sometimes they went to execs and said, "Hey, there's a gun yeah. in your head. You give us the label, or you're yeah. gonna thrown out the building. You know, or we're gonna follow you, and something bad's gonna happen to you, your money, and your family." So he he pretty much steered it, and then you can kind of say, "Well, maybe the deep state slash elite slash Luciferians are like perfect." Right. Let's get him to start doing our bidding and have it behind a mask. Right. Because that's how the elites work. That's how Luciferian Satanism, Saturnism. That's how it works. Like you have something here. Right. It's the magician trick. Right. You're looking at this, but you don't realize I'm flipping you off because you can't see me flipping you off. Right. See. Right. Mm. I. <laughs> that's the whole, whole smoke and mirrors. It's called the magician trick. You show them something and you do the sleight of hand here. Um, and so then obviously they took, he, he went down, uh, they killed Tupac, uh, killed Biggie, they killed some of the last realistic entrepreneur, like not so much soul, 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 uh, selling people, um, and artists. And then they kind of made a new wave of new artists that would do anything for the money. Right. Mm. And I feel like a lot of the hip hop in the early two thousands was, do anything for the money because get it was rich about or die, money. get rich or die trying. That's literally yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Mm -hmm. And you know, real power of money isn't millions, right? It's not. Let's let's be real. There's a lot of millionaires in this world. They don't control anything. If you think a millionaire controls something, you're wrong. Billionaires and people that you can't really count their wealth. They're the ones that are more like elite and whatnot. So. Uh, let's get into now what you were talking about, George. So now we have a little history of like, hey, all this 
kind of just keeps building up, keep building up, keep building up, and they obviously keep. Hold on modifying. one sec, my guys. My, I gotta get a charger. Sorry. Okay, no worries. Let's uh, let's do a little quick pause. Um, and we'll or actually we'll just keep it. We'll keep it on. Yeah. George, you start laying out the next. Uh, what you want to talk about? So going into uh, Marina Abro, can't even get her name, Abramovic and the spirit kicking parties that she would attend that had elites there. Also, a lot of pop culture icons, essentially also rap and hip hop. Uh, you have it. All right, we're good. <clears throat> so for our viewers, what is spirit cooking? Go ahead. Yeah, you can probably explain no, I'm asking a lot. You. No, I'm asking you. You're uh, talking about it. Well, as far as spirit cookies, it was essentially like it could be used a uh, good-looking young person or a small child essentially getting their powers type of thing or yeah, getting their... okay so there's there's like the spirit cooking she did was like the artistic version and the real shit so um <laughs> essentially it's not so much a sacrifice but it's um you bleed out and take the essence of something pure right so it's not so much like a sacrifice, but it's you. You want to cook out the essence. You're right. The adrenochrome. Like selling yourself whatever. to the devil. Yeah. So in the you're dead. art, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> art sense, they have one where it's like a, a virgin. I think the one was like Lady Gaga. It was like a it was a model, but maybe yeah, it was a virgin not. pure. Yeah. And they're in a bath of blood, and everyone drinks it. Right. Um, and actually, this actually. Um, blood transfusions and absorbing people's essence of the youth is actually it's been around for a while. Um, actually, someone that someone who practiced it quite often was um, uh, what's his name, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. And now, um, I see that <laughs> he, they were on the verge of death. Right? They did so much drugs that you shouldn't be alive. Right? So one of them like snort their dads or something. I heard one of the guys, Keith Richards, I think. Yeah, he's yeah, 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 Keith Richards did the yeah, ashes. Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, this goes beyond. So they were um, into like these blood transfusions of like teenagers. So like at their like prime to, you know, prime teenagers. Um, and if you really look at him, I met Mick Jagger a few years back working and he has looked the same in person for 30 years. He looks like shit. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he looks as good as you guys or me, especially you, Justin. But oh. that he looks the same. And he actually had a kid a few years back with a younger woman. But he's old. And he's he's wrecked. Um, no way so he's they, got swimmers yeah. still down there to get a chick pregnant. When you are when you get teenage blood, man, it's yeah. something different. So <laughs> that's what, like, they would be probably dead if they didn't do this. Um but that kind of goes back into like vampirial vampirism, luciferianism, spirit cooking. So like the whole idea of these elite ideas and practices is you're supposed to be able to take like something called adrenochrome or just like some hormones or just once you turn about 22, 20 to 25, your body stops producing the same as it used to, right? So like you start hitting the plateau. But when you're young, it's straight up. You have just nothing but hormones and the good stuff in your blood, right? Like your 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 cellular structure is more sound. Your 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 cells are rebuilding themselves better than mm. they would ever build. 
than now, right? That's why we start having heart disease. If you have no people, it's unless you have some abnormality, you're not going to have some degenerative issue. You're one in a million type of person. But the average, but most people are going to have a degenerative issue when they're older, right? And so the whole idea is you're you're taking which the new thing that they're getting and they're finding that they're taking is called adrenochrome. Um, but you're essentially taking the youth and the essence out of somebody to keep yourself alive. Now, obviously, we are vibrating, we are aging, we this, you know, we we are crude matter, so we are not infinite. And they know they're not infinite. So that's why no matter how much, you know, what you do, sometimes your outside doesn't look like your inside. So your insides, their insides are probably pretty healthy. That's why they can last so long. Their outsides, they can't really change without plastic surgery. And plastic surgery only goes so far. But their organs are ha- is where they're actually, their brain function, their organs, their actual cell structures are doing better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it helps them there. It's not like the movies where it's like they go in a bath and they come out and they're fucking young again. But it's actually keeping their inside. I know people that look young on the outside, but their insides are torn up and they have health issues. Now, the health issues will catch up and they'll age them, but for the most part, that's pretty much what and why. Um, but that spirit cooking is essentially um, draining of the essence. Um, and you can actually look up in Google right now or go DuckDuckGo, might be more reliable. You can actually see Lady Gaga dipping into the spirit cooking bath. And it's a young woman who's a, alive. I saw you the uh, picture, it was for Justin. And she's <laughs> drinking blood. That's not real blood. But but this is the thing, right? What is a placebo? Do you know what a placebo is? Uh, placebo. Like the, placi- the placebo, placebo effect? Yeah. Or like, are you well, talking about the effect that the thing yeah, the baby's effect, in? The effect. Or... Not placentia. That's placentia. Oh, placentia. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, the placebo <laughs> effect is essentially... Your body will do things because you tell it, right? So, like, you convince yourself that this pill, the sugar pill, is doing something. Your body might start fixing it and helping and doing it itself. Because a lot of things we intake, your body already produces, right? Testosterone. Your body produces that. Like, you know, among other things, right? But I'm just saying, like, so, like, if you start taking a lot of testosterone, your testosterone will level... But it will overcompensate. So, like a placebo, mm-hmm. essentially for what I'm the placebo effect is like saying that you're doing something to make your body produce more. Yeah. Right. It tricks your body into doing what it's supposed to do. Right. Um, so, if you take that into like spells, um, in the spells of words, and the the secrets um, that a lot of people practice magic that means you put things out into the universe right mm-hmm. um, and that's how the placebo effect kind of works if you really think about it is you're saying it out to the universe or your internal universes of your body and it's doing it so doing an evil act that's a joke and not real is still doing an evil act right Uh, so joking that you're praying to satan joking that you're drinking the blood right it may be a joke but you're still putting that energy out to the universe so Uh, right so like why um why are they doing that like what what beneficial what's the benefit from that art right what's the benefit from the hip-hop saying certain things 
that they promote all the time, right? And again, don't get me wrong. I love hip hop. We all blast. Man, I be I, I live in Texas right now, but I'm blasting hip hop in my truck going down that road. You know, <laughs> I'm probably gonna be that old man listening to hip hop. That's that's Waka just Flocka Flame and shit. <laughs> oh, dude, George and I have gone to a concert to Waka Flocka. I was actually mad. Uh, he started playing Rooster Marari, and nobody sang along except me and George. So, like, <laughs> they actually cut it off after like a minute because like no one was into it. What yeah, like, that was Orange County shame. kid. They don't know, yeah. right? Yeah. It's a San Bernardino song. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Justin, right? What like um, tell me some thoughts about you? You know, from you on hip hop, like. Have you ever like felt a certain way from listening to anything? Uh, what do you get more positive? Is there anything negative? Like, how has it affected your life? Um, I mean, it's well, it's affected my life obviously because like I tried to like I ventured into that life that um, you hear about in the music, you know, like guns, like big booty women, drugs and shit. Like, obviously, I didn't become Star Scarface, but you kind of start to look into those things and then um even with the music like now that you say like yeah a lot of that like devil worshiping stuff and like satanism and stuff it they'll they'll put it on their merch and stuff and it's pretty evil looking i mean i i'm not like so against it because i like all the like satanic looking like band t-shirts like the misfits and shit like i like that shit that's just mm -hmm. stop it for me it's, it's just style. like a style thing Mm -hmm. I, but as far as like ever taking it a step further to like actually like see what the hell it's about, I can't really relate. Um, cause like I never like took it to heart, I guess you could say. It was always just like, oh, this shit's cool, you know, like mm -hmm. I fuck with it. Could you see that some people do take it to heart? Uh, do you think most people kind of just brush it off as this is there's reality and then there's music? I feel like, you know, or as far as with like the whole like, dark arts thing i think like people pay mind to it but no one takes it seriously um mm -hmm. i mean if you now the way you just explained it kind of really made me think especially about the whole like uh subliminal messages like when you put it out there like even if you don't mean to put it out there like that it's still put out there like that so the the message cut that actually kind of just opened my eyes to some some stuff right now but <laughs> uh Trying to open all three eyes, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, My job in this world. But I mean, I feel like more people like like back when Jay-Z came out with the whole Illuminati thing, you know, the pyramid eyes and stuff like that. I feel like more people like people wanted to believe in it, but it was more of like a joke thing. Like, yes, it was weird and kind because like it had that shift. You like it was like a weird, cool, like swag, like 50 cent, like bling, bling, like backwards jerseys with sweatbands yeah, yeah and then all out of nowhere like it went to this weird like like cryptic like very like mysterious symbols and like weird kind of like outfits and pyramids and stuff and i was just like it's a very weird shift well obviously so... there's some weird stuff but um in luciferian i think we talked about this earlier is for karma right so they to get away with evil, you must put some of it to face, right? So you must show for good karma. and Because karma karma's an interesting thing, right? But in their beliefs, and especially like Luciferian, you have to bring your deeds to the light. 
to get the good karma. So even if you do something bad in the dark, as long as you show an aspect of it to the light, right? And so you can kind of look at like Jay-Z, right? So during that time, he became a billionaire. Like he started a brand, he expanded that brand. He started, you know, his label became more like one of the most influential. Yeah, Yeah, he becomes the most influential person, right? Um, in the hip hop industry at that time, uh, and to now, he still even you don't see his face that much everywhere. You don't hear his music as much, but he is he's synonymous one of the, with yeah, hip-hop. one of the most. He's successful in the NFL people. doing like yeah. the like he owns he owns the Nets. Like so, yeah, why yeah. why as a at, on the surface you look at this as like a fun catchy joke almost not a joke but more of like a a catchy niche right so yeah. this is something he does he takes the illuminati symbols and and back then especially like i was like oh man that's, that's a cool so symbol cool. you know yeah. obey was huge uh-huh. at that time and mm-hmm. they took a lot of propaganda and, and elite symbols and they would show face but the thing is back then i just thought it was more of like what you said like that's it's just really cool to catch eyes it's to get people like you know excited and whatnot um but now kind of understanding more and learning a lot more and having my eyes awakened to me now it's that was his initiation right mm-hmm. um you know a gang initiation is you have to kill someone so we have dirt on you well their initiation is well you're doing evil things in the dark to get your power you have to show that you are one of us right um and there's a thought that he's not even illuminati he's a boule uh boule is the um essentially the black secret society um, who are ones that work for, work with, and help protect the Illuminati structure, right? So they are like the Swiss guard. Um, So they're the ones on the front. They're the face, right? And so that's why they turn to the boule uh, in the the hip-hop, in the uh, entertainment to kind of spearhead certain... Um, ideas, certain messages, um, mm-hmm. without them having to come to the light, they use them to do it as well. Um, and so that's a thought that, like him, um, LeBron James is a boule, um, people oh, like so. that. So he has yeah, a tattoo of the boule on his chest, bro. Yeah, he has it. Yeah, um, and, and he's obviously a uh, he's a not a trustworthy sellout. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, he sold and sold to more than just uh, he sold and sold to China recently. So that's that's a whole other story. You know, <laughs> but um, do you see any artists that you feel in the hip hop that are kind of pushing against this that aren't that are popular, but that aren't, you know, getting the attraction and they're, attention well they're, they're getting the traction they're getting the attention but you don't think that they're really pushing the message is there anyone out there like that you think like, oh, uh, there's, there's this artist i've been hearing things uh he's he's kind of like a hated on artist um his name's russ he's actually okay all right yeah i i was about to say the same thing yeah <laughs> he's, he's actually like he's a very talented musician like he makes all of his own beats and shit and he raps and sings on them He's a talented guy, but um, then there's, like, I guess he's, like, he had this, like, theme that, oh, um, you know, he's always, like, been a positive guy, 
but um, he always there's this uh, rumor that he was an industry plant to like help promote good music and positivity. Because sure. uh, in the whole, I know in the whole uh, SoundCloud movement, everyone's talking about like trapping and killing people and taking drugs and you know, not family shit. And this guy's out here talking about like substance and good shit. And um, sorry, I don't mean to cuss so much. Uh, substance and good stuff. So um, I don't know. He. I don't, he was just like corny he didn't fit in and then there was one instance he uh he wore a shirt like that says uh, how many zans blunts and cups of lean do you have to drink before you realize you're a loser and he like wore that in the heart of like the soundcloud era you know everyone's talking about those drugs at the time and oh, literally yeah. everyone hates it that that that's like where he like cut himself off with everyone it's just that shirt. Because he was ruining it for other people that were, like, trying to, like, I mean... So you think he was legit? Or do you think he was um, just more of, like, a uh, controlled opposition to, at the end of the day, promote something, get people to like it, and then do something that goes against what they like? Exactly. It was. I feel like it was a void to kind of get... Because, I mean, his music was catchy, but I feel like it was a. it was an attempt to get people on some more like grounded appropriate topics that's what well, i feel kanye west is trying to do right now <laughs> kanye west is an interesting one because you know some can argue that his new um approach is a ploy um some but you know is he truly a good guy is he is he one of the ones that wishes he was a boule and never was but got traction and just tried to marry himself into some power um obviously the kardashians and the jenners are you know they don't spread the good word um but now you know kim went from sucking off convicts to now trying to save them so um good for her (laughs) that one's for you oj chloe's like thank dad he didn't do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, something about rap, and I feel like the reason why it's just, it's used by the elites now in hip-hop is, it is catchy. Um, the beats, um, you know, you make music. You know that there's very s- specific patterns, beats permitted, and just melodies that catch people. Like, no. I, if you just make noise... It's not catchy, you know, and that's why you can put a song, right? You could put any song in the last 20 years up to someone dancing and it will match. As long as they're dancing at the right movement, it'll match most songs. Yeah. Right? Why is that done? That's done to get people's attention. That's yeah. done to be catchy, right? That's something that you have learned yourself, right? So tell me a little bit about like beats and um, what kind of like what kind of. What is kind of used in the behind the scenes to kind of get people's attention? Like, what do you use? Because um, I listen to your music. I like your music. Like, when you randomly post, you're like, oh, I was bored and made these beats. I'm like, why are you getting picked up, man? Like, that's not even trying to, like, make you blush or nothing. Like, that's for real. Like, I'm sometimes <laughs> I'm like, man, it's kind of trippy. Or this one's like, man, it's kind of getting me going, you know? Thank and it's you. just Thank like, you. oh, I'm just bored. <laughs> Coming no, uh, from someone talentless and has two left feet, I need to know how to do this. Well, I mean, one thing I've noticed, I mean, it's, I don't know if, appreciate the compliment, by the way, but um, 
I don't know. It's kind of like what you said. Like, it just has to have like a energy. I mean, yeah, obviously, like a good. There's usually a BPM framework they work in. Like, I know hip hop music runs from like 84 to like 150, and、uh, I know a lot of EDM is like up in that upper tier, and they kind of cross link sometimes. But a wait, lot wait, of the, wait, 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 wait.、Uh, what's what's 150 minus 84? One fifty minus eighty-four. Sixty something. That's sixty-six. <laughs> That's what I was trying to get. That's hold That's up. <laughs> hold yeah, up. I just messed you up, right? Because I didn't know that. I didn't. I didn't know that. Sorry, sorry to get you guys a math question while we're all drinking. It's late at night. <laughs> well, it's late at night for me. Um, think about that. Hold up. Right,、um, it all goes back to six, 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 sixes. Right. So hold up. So you said, and again, that is the literally that sixty-six range. That's how you get them, right? Because that's why everyone who can dance to it, like you dance a very specific way. I'm not gonna. Sorry. <laughs> no, that was good.、Uh, nice shoulders. Wait, no, no, right. <laughs> um, I've been working out lately. Um.、Uh, <laughs> Lucky enough to have a home gym, not mine, my sister's. So, but yeah, think about that. So they're using sixty-six. That's okay. Go on. Sorry, I just had to throw that out there. Just a mind blow. Um, no, just、uh, I feel like it just has to be in that frame, honestly, and it just has to be catchy. Because like even a lot of the shit I love, and I've showed George like Playboy Cardi. His shit is just like simplistic, but it has、so、like interesting. That guy is definitely has, Lule you, as fuck. You can't, you can't even hear him talk in half of his songs. No, you it, can't. Like I know, but he just it just he has like a cool energy and like sharpness on the track. I don't know. It's hard. To, it's、right. hard. I mean, a lot of it comes from the like the energy, the way the music makes you feel. Because you've heard the beats. Yeah, and the beats、no. are very just like whoa, like there's some very like darkness. Very interesting. Very interesting. Very dark. But like going into that whole entire thing, human sacrifice is a big thing in that world. Correct? Can I get a correct on that? In what world? Like, like the the, the, the Lucy- power. Yes. This is fair. Okay. Yeah, human sacrifice. So essentially, during like、uh, from the '90s to now, there's a large portion of people getting shot and killed for like being in the wrong place, wrong time, or just being killed in. Certain urban areas, some suburban areas, and a lot of them like there was like documentaries on like Netflix of like gangsters like talking about,、it. and they're like, yeah, I was listening to like hip hop, and、I、had a gun and I was smoking weed, and I just wanted to go fucking kill somebody, you know? And they went angel and go, dust, not weed. Yeah, that also we don't like, make the one. They、dude. essentially did that and sacrificed a human to and like. Going into the、uh, Clinton, are you again, trying to say that they're like MK Ultra, like program extension where they're using、um, hip hop to mind control or、Charles、release、Manson、triggers?、Shit. Yes, release、Charles、triggers to make people do certain things. Oh yeah, gangster rap made me do it. Same. Right. That's well, the thing, you know, and the whole entire gangster rap from the two, like、uh, from NWA to now. Like, that's essentially like, oh, I killed this motherfucker. Don't mess with me. I'll shoot the、uh, shoot this that, dude. That makes know, me. Like, it kind of makes me wonder, like,、uh, just 
going back into the sacrifices because there's a rapper recently uh, killed. I don't know if you guys heard of him, Pop Smoke. He's like 20 yeah, years old. Yeah, I, I didn't know about him, but yeah, until he got was like killed. next. He was in next in line to be like the next 50 Cent man. Like he was like his flow was like 50. He just he looked whoops. He almost looked like his son in some pictures, and then he just got murdered. Out of nowhere. Okay, listen to this. The, he might have been a sacrifice too. There's there was conspiracy theory of all that so too. This guy, like, I guess he took some rich guy's car across the country without him knowing. Yeah, his Bentley, then, right? Yeah, and then yeah. He, he posted a picture of him and his friends holding like probably like eight hundred thousand dollars, just being idiots. And then the next that night, someone shows up to the house, doesn't take anything. Goes in, murders him, and then leaves the house. Yeah. And then I, the, thing that, the thing that kind of weirded me out about the whole case was, you know, there's all these rich people in the, the area, the surrounding area, right? No one wanted to cooperate with the police. And then the other thing was, um, what was the, um, um, yeah, they kind of just, the, you know how like when Nipsey Hussle got killed, they like sent out everyone looking for him? You know, yeah, like they found the killer. This guy got killed and nothing. And that makes that me wonder, like, why? Okay. Yeah, like, why did the why did the bucks stop on this case and get pushed on this case type of thing? Well, he could have been somewhat of a sacrifice, like George was saying. He could have been just someone that they wanted to just get rid of because he could have been the next thing, but he wasn't controlled. You know, a lot of times. Um, they ask you like you do this or you die like you ever seen the godfather mm-hmm. you you give an offer you can't refuse that means you put a gun to someone's head and say you do the work for me or i kill you kill your family kill your friends kill everyone you ever loved um <clears throat> or if the only person you love is yourself then you put the gun to their head and say hey we gave you time and we wanted you to play ball and you're not willing to play ball with us and if you don't play the ball you die you know, a lot of people think that um, Kobe was a sacrifice for the boule and the elite themselves. Um, we oh. actually knew someone that knew the pilot personally. His father works with him. His uncle, and, yeah. Sorry, yeah, his uncle. My Do mistake. I know him uh, or was it someone? No, me? this is another Someone we worked with. He's from Long Beach, actually. Uh-huh. And um, I guess this has been the same pilot. He always flies with them. They know each other very well. He's always he's Kobe's pilot, and he's Kawhi's <laughs> pilot. He's everyone's pilot. Yeah, was. and this guy's had was. so many flights. Um, yeah, so many logged hours of like successful, like not not problematic flights. I've seen. Yeah, we heard and that. Let me tell you something. There's flown. yeah. Well, I heard that that. That was actually having issues, and the pilot himself mm-hmm. actually said we shouldn't do it. And it was Kobe and the owner that were like, no, we're going to still fly it. Um, and only that, you know, there are very, like, the instruments are very, like, nowadays, like, there's a reason why these crafts are so expensive, right? Um, these instruments, you can fly in fog. That's, like, the whole point. Um, you, do, you, you have altitude meters. You have... Well, altimeters they're called um i've actually worked on these things they're very sensitive to magnets and stuff so if you throw a magnet yeah. on it it might mess you up a little bit but realistically if you are a seasoned veteran pilot carrying one of the most famous people in the world 
they're gonna take very you're gonna be more precautious than that yeah so how is there no foul play you know um i've seen many videos of it just dropping you know and the thing crashing and it was that didn't look right because even there's a, a counter rotor system um in place oh so, are you talking about the one in the desert no no i'm talking about kobe so what happens with helicopters there should be a counter rotor system so if you lose power or you start going down it's supposed to like activate when you start falling and it's supposed to help you get down without dying like it's supposed to slow you down um this thing just dropped like a brick and crashed um things like that just don't happen um they do happen to the regular person but you can't believe in just coincidence for every little thing, you know. And the weird part about it was how we're getting a little off topic. I'm sorry. We, we'll go back to hip hop. But, you know, from, you know, Kobe essentially passing on the torch the night before he dies to LeBron to being the all-time scorer. It was the third for, yeah, 33. For the third. Yeah, for yeah. the three, right? Three. Um, yeah, lots of threes. Threes and no, threes no, are bad. Threes are bad. Um, lucky, 13 is actually bad. It's actually unlucky. Uh, but people say it's lucky because they're stupid and they were told. Like, a lot of... This is the thing. Um, a lot of up is down. A lot of down is up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we have been programmed by the elites to believe in certain things. Um to follow certain things, to listen to certain things, and to act a very specific way. Um, I don't, I don't know if you. I actually mentioned this in the last podcast, but I don't know if you remember Deer Canyon, dude. They played the invasion of Iraq, right? Like I remember watching that when I was in elementary school. You know? Wait, what? The invasion of Iraq. Like I remember when I was in detention after school one day, the teacher had on TV like CNN. And the invasion and, and like Fox. Oh, that was okay. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we're honestly programmed, you know, and I, I honestly think that going back into hip hop, that is a tool in many tools, right? So it's not just hip hop. I'm not saying hip hop itself is evil, okay? I'm not saying hip hop itself is bad. And I'm not saying most hip hop, you know, rappers or performers themselves are bad people that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is it is used as a tool by the evil by the elites by the luciferians to control manipulate and overall gain and seize more power i mean i i don't disagree with you honestly after hearing i know i hate to be like jump ship on my old opinions <laughs> yeah. and i uh, I, I don't think i don't think i didn't really have any i guess solid opinions on it i just i thought you know like i thought it was kind of bullshit i've never heard some of the stuff you guys talked about so i mean if i'm presented knowledge i'm going to keep an open mind to it but i just wasn't presented this knowledge yet so it's very interesting yeah, man refute anything i say if you think something different say it you know and i i recommend everyone go out and do their own research like obviously doing research on the internet mm-hmm. is kind of no it's kind of controlled kind of yeah skewed. yeah uh, you can you can depending on where you click you can have a totally different bias opinion um but the what i like to do is i like to take a lot of different opinions information and kind of just pick and mix everything. Try to be in the center. 
be neutral and kind of look out and look at both sides, you know, not just blame and point the finger, but look at both sides. Like, obviously, I'm sure there's more more than more people in hip hop just want to make a living, make a life, be famous, be, you know, it's, you know, the, you know, and that story of goes back of like get rich or die trying or be but that's more less than being get rich and die trying but the story of being infamous or or not infamous but being forever known or die trying right that's Mm -hmm. kind of like that's a human story there's Mm -hmm. only seven stories in history and that's one of them um it that's the greed story that's that comes from achilles actually he was given an ultimatum you can have children if you stay in Athens, you'll have children, they'll have children, and your bloodline will go forever. If you leave to Troy, you will die, and you'll never have children, but you'll be remembered forever. You know, do you want mm. do you want to die old and have your lineage, or do you want to die young, but yeah, everyone God. will remember? Yeah. yeah, obviously, you will live immortally. You'll be an immortal through image and through... Sorry story so i didn't know that, that was a, that, i didn't know that was a story of that that's interesting well that's just part of the story sure. but that was what that was the ultimatum he was given by his mother who was a goddess right and you so, i'm sorry sorry to get started those are the seven you know, no, seven. no well there's um so i i used to read um joseph campbell um he's the guy who like he wrote a book he's an anthropologist and he went around the world kind of like uh, learning different cultures religions and mm-hmm. he wrote a, bo- a few books one was called a hero of a thousand faces uh that one's about how essentially there's around seven i forgot exactly how many he said i think he said seven don't quote me um stories in history and that's it like every history so that means that's things like linked people- to it yeah, ancient Babylon to ancient India to ancient Greece, like even religion and culture. And that's what the power of myths about how like all cultures mm. and religions mm. are technically the same bullshit that yeah. they just reemasks, you know. Um, and he actually is the one who came up with the force. And he's the reason why there's Star Wars nowadays, because George Lucas and him worked together on creating the idea of the force and the Jedi, right? Oh, um, wow. And so that's what the force is literally the culmination of our religions. That's what it is. That's literally what it is. So um, that's why if I believe in anything, it's more closely to that than, you know. <laughs> uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, that humans have only come up with so many stories. Like, it's a, the hero. Like, uh, for instance, like most, almost all movies have like um, a very specific pattern and structure. Mm-hmm. it's called like the hero's journey mm-hmm. and every movie goes through this exact the climax like, if you, or yeah whatever. if you write a movie and you go to film school they teach you it and you're supposed to base it off it and that's what's the most captivating and capturing mm-hmm. right um and that's kind of it's ingrained in us because there's only again like i said like seven stories so it's seven different stories with new faces right you remake the face every time Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, but then you know, go back into like music and hip hop. Like, you know, they use you know the same beats, they use the same rhythms. They like you said, like in that frame, they use that like to make sure that to be catchy. Like humans, at the end of the day, we are advanced, smart creatures. Like when we have a soul, and we we're more than this crude matter. But 
our bodies, our vessels are in a frame, right? We, we can, we are, you know, at the end of the days, we're, a, we're something higher, a higher being stuck in a mortal body. And being in a mortal body, you, you have to play by mortal rules. Uh, same as the Matrix, you know, like when they were in the Matrix, you have a frame, like yeah. you can't break certain rules. So it's the same for us. Um, and in those rules is we are creatures of habit and we like um, to feel certain things and re have certain repeats. And so that's why, like, when they found that these certain tempos get people drawn, they always stay within that because that's draws you back. And that's the same reason why they take samples in music. Um, I was just about to say that. Yeah, the sample, sample is the same thing. They found that that sample itself is so captivating to people. You can keep doing it. Same thing with like my favorite show, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It just takes ideas and jokes and remakes them. And then they remake those jokes later on, making fun of those jokes, you know? And so, mm. you know, some can argue it's lazy. Some can argue that's genius because you're you're finding what some what people like and you and you're able to continue to give it to them you know Ex and that's why like in a sense. yeah yeah and that's why like most music people don't like it or is not on the radio not all like most artists work don't hit the radio only yeah. a small fraction of artists Three or four songs and only a small fraction of that artist True. right because those crazy, fall in the yeah. perfect window and that's why they put them on radio well you're having in hip-hop just singles being released instead of albums now yeah you know or eps like little like short little albums because they're just not getting played and they're not making money so like or that body just, of work doesn't yeah. exist anymore like it's it's a ploy i do, truly do believe it's a ploy on like as far as I want to go back to it. It's probably a, a satanic Luciferian ploy. <laughs> well, uh, we're coming up. Uh, well, we just hit over an hour. Um, Got to have some final thoughts. Um. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, damn. <laughs> a lot to take in. Yeah, a lot to take in. <laughs> my my third eye is definitely a little more open than it was prior, <laughs> prior to the, the podcast. That's the goal. Yeah. That's the uh, goal. I'm trying to gape it. I'm going <laughs> to put my eye plug in tonight. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Third eye plug in. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad uh, I learned some cool stuff. So, yeah. I'd like to do this again. Maybe we could do a part two sometime in the future. Yeah. Oh, now, yeah. that more, that, now that I'm more bathed in the topic. No, yeah. We just yeah. hit the crisp we, of this, man. We like, just had a yeah. spirit cooking with you. So Yeah. <laughs> no, no, the part two, let's do soon. We'll kind of like, let's look into certain artists and then we'll kind of come back with these artists and like their backgrounds and we'll kind of, we'll go off that instead of like kind of, oh, so this was like more of an overview. Next one, let's talk a little bit more like about specific artists and what they did. George, uh, any final thoughts? Uh, I think that was just my final thought on as far as like everything kind of just meshes together and it's all one big ploy and going yeah. back into the creatures who have it. That's the way it goes. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, look guys, we, um, history repeats itself. We like it to repeat itself. Um, and there are powers that be in every facet of our lives, um, from media 
to politics to music and music is everybody loves music because music does have something special about it music um for the most part is good you know but you can use something good for bad you can and that's the problem they take something pure that's natural in this world is rhythm and melody is is so natural just you know that's mean just touching something can make music right music came from us around fires a long time ago and they realized you can control that to control people um so not saying don't stop keep listening to music enjoy yourself but just just be wary about the effects that it can cause and just keep an open eye to those said facts man like you know just be trust me there's a lot of bad things i like you know but at the end of the day i know what's good and bad and i like to decipher for myself well what kind of damages or effects could this have done on me you know and then at the end of the day sometimes i like just throwing in some headphones close my eyes and listen listen to gangster rap you know except for yeah right yeah rosary my <laughs> uh, that's nice, but yeah, whatever. So, all right, guys, uh, this was a good podcast. Thank you for being on, Justin. Uh, everyone, check him out. We'll probably be on his podcast soon enough. Oh yeah. And uh, just remember, keep your eyes open, all three of them. Peace. Is it still recording? <laughs>